it goes back to what I said earlier. Everything you need is inside of you. And for some of us, it's literally just stopping and reflecting on what we did, what we've done in our past. For me, one of the one of the, the biggest things like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to imposter syndrome. It's to me, it's one of those terms that we, a newly term that we put out there, and everybody like, yeah, I do have that. It's believing in yourself, and sometimes it's a matter of just going back and, like I said, reflecting on what you've done. For me, it was going back, rewriting my resume, and like, man, I did that, I did that, and I did that too. Like just owning, owning what you, what you've done, owning what you have, owning who you are, right? And don't listen to the noise. People are always gonna try to downplay you, especially if they want what you have or wanna get where you are or wanna push you down so they can take your spot. So why are we allowing somebody else to tell me, why am I allowing you to tell me about me? I know what I've done. And, and when God gives you a plan or gives you a, a premonition to do something, me bouncing it off Christy don't mean nothing. God gave it to me, not Christy. So what Christy says doesn't really matter, right? And that's where we have to, as women, stop listening to and comparing ourselves to everybody else. We're all unique beings and we all have our, our value and our passions and our power. And we have to walk in our queendom. We have to own, we have to own that. Welcome to Why She's Winning with your host, Christy Rutherford, a master of office politics and self-care advocacy. Chrissy's clients have received over 10 million in salary raises in a pandemic. Surprised that women are still getting paid during these challenging times? It's possible for you too. You can have it all if you believe you deserve it. Christy and her guests will assist you with that. Let's get started. See, I don't know, I might have to cancel on her. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we are live. Why is it that every time I get ready to get live with somebody, I forget, Regary, that I don't be asking people for their bios. I don't do right. I don't do right. Uh, uh. We, we we live live though. So we live, yeah, we, all right. We live live though, cuz we are. <laughs> all right. So look, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. <laughs> it happens every week. At least I'm consistent. Uh, <laughs> welcome to why she's winning. I have the phenomenal, the incredible, the brilliant, the gorgeous Regaria Goddard with us today. We're going to be talking about how to work remote but live in your dream location so regaria is a global innovation accelerator and innovation manager at general motors hello global global not local but global that means that she's the ish okay she was also a risk analyst <laughs> for bank of america she's worked at wells fargo she got her MBA from Michigan State and then her bachelor's in business administration from Eastern Michigan University. Regaria really is this, this um, private equity venture capital. She, she's all into VC. Is that a right? Is that an accurate right. description? That's like right. when I think of you, yeah, you you work at a in an enormous and phenomenal organization and you have a great role, but I still see VC, right? So everything ladies, what we talk about is, yeah, we're right here, but it's like, what's the ultimate dream? So anyway, so welcome, Regaria. Thank you. All right. So what was going on with you, uh, Regaria? This is always my first question that I ask the ladies. What was going on with you when you said, you know what, I need, I need to do something different. I need to change. What was going on? 
Um, a lot of things was going on. I was feeling stuck. Um, we were having the, the pandemic was coming down on us. And we were actually we were in the pandemic and I had already done the first the first three months of the pandemic stuck in my house in Michigan in cold weather. And I said, I can't, I can't, like I, I needed to do something different. And so I honestly thought the change of location would help me get over being stuck and some of that um, unsettled uneasiness that I was having. And so I just, you know, kind of packed up a car and got on the road. I didn't have a real destination, but I knew the cold weather in Michigan was not the destination. Uh, so I started, started driving south and basically I landed in Miami, Florida. Let me tell you something about people who always pick at single people with no kids. <laughs> Amen to that. Hallelujah. All day long. <laughs> hey, y'all better leave me alone talking about I need to be married with kids. She said she packed up her car and just started driving. <laughs> with no real destination. And I have some friends that live down south, so I stopped along the way, and they're like, you, you're doing what? I'm like, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Do I have a place to lay for for a day or two to rest up? Okay, thank you. And I kept moving. But but here's the thing, Regary. What what a lot of people don't understand is that you are searching for a feeling. And a lot of times we want to feel different, and you think that it's in retail therapy. And I started to put a post up today, be like, if y'all crazy, and if y'all out doing Black Friday, shame on you. I ain't do it because I ain't want to catch the heat. But I must say it in this interview. Um, so you were searching for a feeling. And even if you don't know, you'll know it when you find it. Like when we're shopping, you'd be like, what you looking for? You'd be like, I don't know, but I'll know it when I find it. And you went from Michigan to Miami and you was like, yeah, this is, this is it right here. So, all right. So what, what made you want to, cause you say you thought that was going to be it being in Miami. And then what was, I would say the click who is calling me girl. What is I'm sorry, they're supposed the to hit man, the The man, we all trying to get to Christy. No, you be like, oh my God, my phone has never rang before. Okay, so tell 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 the listeners about what was going on when you decided to um that's my, my Wi-Fi people. They got to hook up my Wi-Fi to Bahamas. It don't work right. What was going on when you decided to 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 work with us? And what was the messaging that that caught your eye on that? Um a couple things, um, you know, I, I changed my location and I, I did, I did honestly feel better. I'm an outdoors person. I love, I love warm weather. And so that helped a lot, but I still didn't feel like I was getting over the hurdle. And I had tried all these different things, you know, read books and talked to other people. And I still felt like I was not getting over the hurdle. And this was something I could not do alone. And I had been watching Christy for a while. I'd seen her post on LinkedIn um, and one of the things that kept centering, I kept hearing her say is the problem is not everything else and everybody else. The problem is you. And I was digging deep, trying to do this on my own. Like, I, I don't, I don't see where I'm creating the problem. And so after one conversation with her, it was just a, a quick consultation, maybe, maybe 15, 20 minutes. She just did this really quick, deep dive and self-reflection. I had a self-reflection after the mm -hmm. call. And even after I got off the call, I still was a little bit saying, ah, I'm not sure if that helps. But then I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I in all this time, I haven't figured it out. And if that woman can give me a self-reflection in 15 minutes and she's never talked to me ever before or never met me, clearly she has something to offer that I need. Mm, that's good. 
Because here's the thing. We, we busy women, high achieving women, we don't have a lot of time to self-reflect because we're on to the next goal. One. And we want to conquer the world and we want to do something completely different. Two. And we don't trust a lot of people. Because <laughs> sure, sure. most of the people who are giving you advice and telling you what you should be or what you should be doing is to their benefit and to your demise. Does that make sense? So to have a, a person who clearly be like, yeah, this is what I see. One, because most high achieving women, we do the exact same things. And we, it's not that we're paranoid. We can't listen to a lot of people because we've been taken advantage of so much. So what, what would you say was one, one of the things that was said, right? Because this is the thing about women, uh, black women, especially, and it's not necessarily black women. What I've learned is a lot of ambitious women. We try to do it all on our own. We like, we want to do everything on our own. And if it's been five years, <laughs> you know, like we don't have forever. When are we going to shortcut this thing and listen to somebody and allow somebody to assist us. Cause I tell people all the time, I got multiple coaches. I need a lot of help. You know that we're here. You be like, you need a lot of help. I need a lot of help. <laughs> I need a lot of help. So, um, so what, what's one thing that I said that made you be like, Hmm, she, that may, that, if I got that one thing, that would be, that would be gold for me. Um, I, I think the one thing that appeared to me was you asked me about my childhood and I, mm -hmm. you know, I think we, a lot of us say, I had, I had a decent childhood. There was nothing, there was nothing that stood out to me. And then, so you, you peeled the layer a little more and you said, so tell me about your parents, tell me about your upbringing. And I went on to talk about, you know, how my dad was a driver. Like he, he really drove us. I have two brothers. He always drove us to be our best. And just from that, just I, I don't even know what else was said, but just from that small little indication, you said you you can't fail. You your your dad, because your dad was a driver, you can't fail. And so you are not gonna step out and do something unless you know 100 percent that you're gonna succeed at it. And like it it sounds so simple, but it was a freaking light bulb that went off. I was just like, wow, like that's that's true. And that was that was kind of it. I was just like, you know what, if she can if she has that kind of insight. I definitely need to work with her. In addition to now that I know this, what do I do with it? So knowing is half the battle, but now you got to put something into practice to be able to, to get over that hurdle. And so one of the, one of the biggest lessons I've learned, I learned in your course, um, and I've shared this with so many people and they're like, that's so true. When you talk about the rocket, you know, the rocket launches and it has all these things with it to get up in the air, the fuel and all that. But once it gets up in the air, it has to let those things down because you no longer need them. You're already up there. And so I think that's where I was. Like I had I had gotten to a point that now I got to offload some things so I can continue to go higher. Um, and I, I, I in all the things that I try to do on my own, I never got to that point. Like, OK, maybe there's some things I'm holding on to that I need to unleash for me to go to the next level. Ooh, ooh, that's good. One. Um. When you said being a driver, you couldn't fail. I got chills. I ain't want to be like sticking my elbow. People are like, what? <laughs> why is she sticking her arm in the camera? <laughs> like you, we don't realize until we stop and have self-reflection and have somebody say something, you, you can't fail. That drives you. And this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen, for a person who can't fail ingrained since childhood, her dad did an amazing job. She's not a failure. She was the global manager of innovation. I mean, straight rock star. 
but at a certain point it worked for you up to a certain point and then now it's working against you because now you you don't know what's slowing you down you don't know what's weighing you down and so is the the saying is what got you to where you are won't get you to the next level and the next level is really peace and joy because yeah. you can you 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 have the capacity to get in your in your car drive for days end up on miami and then be able to rent a spot so you're a little bougie you know i be calling you bougie right you're a little bougie <laughs> only bougie people can live in miami does that make sense what you've earned it but now you're like this ain't this is part of it but this ain't it i was searching really what you wanted was peace and for a person who can't fail you'll never have peace <laughs> never and you won't step out and do something big because, which is what we want to at a certain point, like the next thing has to be big because you're like, oh no, if I fail at that. And you don't, you'll think that you're letting yourself down, but it's all psychological. Yeah. So what was, what was one thing, um, you know, for the, for the women and, and the men on the line who can't feel like they can fail, what's one thing that you did that relieved you of that pressure one thing that i did that relieved me of that pressure um mindset so changing my mindset one one you're really big on giving us material to really help you navigate through mindset and shutting off the noise so some of that some of that i can't fail mm -hmm. that's noise that's noise mm -hmm. that i hold on to that's that's mm -hmm. that recorder that i play over and over in my head um and until I can silence that, I can press pause or shut it off or throw it at the wall, whatever it is, until I got that out, off of my desk and out of my head, I, I could not hurdle over the barrier. I was just stuck in this, this perpetual state. And I know there's so much more for me to do. Like there's, to, to like you said, there's the next thing is bigger than what I've already done. Um, but as I inched to it, I, inch, I kept inching back because I was like, uh, yeah, not yet. I still need to do a little more research. But Everything, everything I ever heard about someone talking about their next level, everything you need, you already have. It's already in you. You don't need to do more research. Your research is really um, procrastination, right? So it's just a matter of getting, 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 um, getting level set, getting your mind right, taking a pause, silencing the noise, and that that happened through meditating. Um, that happened to through doing yoga, so daily movement. That also happened through listening to like the different recorders, like growth mindset, all these different uh, resources that are out there that kind of help you kind of see the, you know, there's all these stories that can, and it, there's all these different stories that are told, but there are also some that resonate with you more. And what you think about what you do all day, who you're around, all that has a huge influence on you. And that was, that was another, that was probably part two of it is like, okay, what does my circle look like? And how does my circle help me get to the next level? And maybe they don't get to go with me to the next level. I love you. I'll love you here in that state. But when I go here, you might not get to go with me. I'll continue to, to you know, hang out with you here and there. But it's just, you're just not part of my, my mastermind set to go to that next level. Ooh, you dropping nuggets. You dropping it on them. All right. So let's talk about noise right quick. Whew. People ask, why did I, you know, I lived in DC for three weeks. Did you know I moved to DC for three weeks? I do. I do. <laughs> Got an apartment and, and everything. And I, I get it. I totally get it. If it's not right, it's not right. It's not right. When, you, when you're searching for a feeling, you be like this, man, psh, this ain't it. Pack it up. I'm leaving. 
but but the noise of today regalia is insane like i don't really know what's going on i just see the peripheral and but then but then i see this this is maybe i should have had my second cup of coffee before it was gonna mess up my lipstick before we got on this line because we're we gonna we're we gonna keep it rugged today are you ready oh, uh, about you okay like it was a post that was like you know find a person who can who can love you for your with your mental health battles you know what i'm saying i was like who where do y'all come up with this stuff what are you talking about right like you you y'all too you got mental health problems that that you've admitted to he got mental health problems that he admitted to y'all gonna drag each other down to hell and run up in a run up in a sunset with your mental illness together. No, both of y'all, both of y'all, because <laughs> you whole people don't put up with. And and this is the thing about mental health, right? Like th there are levels to these things, and we talk about. I get it. I cracked up. Somebody who cracked up and hit the bottom of the ocean and almost drowned. I thought I died five times and got back up. It's the mindset what you were talking about. A lot of the mental health challenges is paying attention to like the darkness of the world and everything that's going on and the everybody is fighting we fighting for you know the vaxxers the anti-vaxxers wear the mask don't wear the mask send the kids to school don't send the kids to school you know like going to the workplace don't come into the workplace along with being trapped in the house and having fear some people don't think the covid is real some people have lost family members to it so the noise of today, ladies and gentlemen, is enough to drive you insane, but you don't have to wear it as a cloak. Say that like, one more time. You don't have to wear it as a cloak. You don't have to say, I have mental health issues, so love me while I got them. You're owning that. You don't have to be crazy. <laughs> Coming from somebody who was crazy. That's, and we're just before we even get to work. <laughs> this is before you even get to yeah. work with your greatest you know with your co-workers yeah this is all in your mind and in your your environment before you walked out the door i'm sorry i went off on a tangent on that so let me bring it back a little bit so you talked about you talked about meditation you talked about your circle being noise um talk a little bit about more about because i for all the people who are struggling and owning this mental health you know these challenges which a lot of people don't know what it means like you crazy coming from somebody who's crazy. I get it. Um, so I can talk all the trash in the world. Talk, talk to the, to the, to the listeners about what is one specific thing, one or two specific things and give it to them in a little bit in detail so they can understand the power of meditation, because I don't think that people really get it. Um, when, when you, let me give you an example that I, I did not realize was happening to me on a daily basis. In the morning, your eyes wake, you wake up, your eyes open. You land in the bed and you running down this checklist. I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Oops, I forgot to do this, I forgot to do that. That's how you started your day. And so that will carry your day. That will carry you through the day, the rest of the day. So you get out feeling like you're, you get out of the bed feeling like you're behind or, or you already overloaded. That's the wrong way to start the day. If you start the day, if you, what I do have to do, and I, I still do it sometimes and I have to say, stop it. And I have to kind of shut down the, shut down that, that's that noise. Make it kind of just go, go silent or, and, and you can't stop your, you can't stop your thoughts from happening, but let them flow by. Don't, don't go, don't go down the rabbit hole with the thought. 
If you, you know, if you say, oh, I got to drop the kids off at school. Okay. Let that float by. But just, just starting your day off with, uh, with, with solitude, gratitude, um, and just a moment of silence before you jump out of the bed and hit the ground running. Uh, so that, that was huge. Um, and then getting even more, getting more detailed and more involved in that is like, literally get out of the bed and then take a moment to literally sit, you know, in, in Indian style and like your back straight breathing and really like take at least 10, 15 minutes to meditate. Like you, you stop your mind from flowing in the morning, from going in the morning, but then also like literally take that moment to just sit and meditate and breathe. So just, if, even if you're counting, like is, if you can distract your brain to do something else other than think of all these thoughts, which might be counting, or for me, I, I love water. So I'm thinking of the ocean and the sunset. Those things move all those thoughts out of my, out of my mind. And, and it's funny, it feels like you're not doing anything, but when you get up, you're, you're, you're breathing a lot easier, easier. Your, 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 your heartbeat is a lot, is a lot, you know, lower. Um, and then also as you start off in a day, things are more gliding than it's like this rigid, like you're, you're running into the next thing. Um, and then for me, if I have to get in my car, something that I've been pondering over all week, all of a sudden the answer comes to me like, oh, you should just do this literally. And that's because I silenced the noise. Otherwise, if I got up and kept running, that thought, it might've happened, but it would've got lost in a shuffle. So like just calming things down, breathing easier. Every, like I just said earlier, everything you need is already inside of you, but you have to give it space to grow. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I wanna I wanna talk about becoming um James Allen talked about becoming the conscious master. And 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 let's be clear, the, the, the thoughts that I express, Regaria ain't connected to them, okay, on the mental health thing. I, I want to back up a little bit because I expect some smoke, but it, but it's gonna be what it's gonna be, right? Because the thing about the the I'm not downplaying mental health, did it, did it, did it crack up humpty dumpty on the ground for four years and got up. And this is what I learned. I had the power to control the circumstances that led to my demise. That I had hard. the power. Like, and I didn't do anything. So that's why I'm passionate about what I do because I, I mean, I talked to a lady last week who survived stage three breast cancer. Stage three. She in the third stages of recovery from stage three breast cancer area and talking about her problems at her job. Hold up. What? <laughs> Why are we talking about your job? What's wrong with you? Anyway, my, my favorite picture that you always show us that you, you showed us is a woman sitting on a bench saying she's stuck. No, oh, no, you're equivalent, equivalent of us being an elephant chained to a bench and saying we're stuck. You the elephant, you can move anything, but yet you're saying you're stuck. That's the same example you just gave. This is the same thing. And this is the thing. You think that is your job that's making you miserable is not the job. You're showing up to work miserable, blaming the job. I'm like, no, you were miserable before you got there. So to, to be stuck and to feel like you're not moving forward, your soul wants you to be greater. You can go wherever you want to, but until you address what's really, really going on, and it's a small thing, I can't fail. Great, let's address that. So talk about... Talk about, because I talk to a lot of people now, Regary, who say, 
you know, I want to live on the beach or I want to live here, but I can't. And I'm like, no, you can. You just don't have the courage or you are spending your money on purses. Um, so you have enough people have enough money. You don't have to live in a penthouse when you go somewhere. And I ain't saying that you ain't, you know, live a bougie. I see the picture in the background, but, but what do you think stops people from, you know, really going out and, and living where they want to, because now with working from home remote, people can pretty much live anywhere they want to. What do you think that's stopping people? It's fear. It's, it's fear of taking that next step. And, it, and it's also taking it all at once. So like I said, when I got in my car, I didn't know where I was going to land. I just knew I wanted to be somewhere where it was warm. But if I, did, if I just sat here and thought about, okay, if I, I need to take this, you know, started running down all these things I need to do, I need to take with me. And then I, you know, obsess over where I'm going to stay. When you start to make it bigger than it needs to be, you'll never do it. Make it bite size, right? What, what is the bare minimum you need, you need to get started? Do that. Pack your car. What, what are the bare necessities you need to take with you? Pack that. Get started. You know, it's, so it's, it's a matter of like putting it in chunk sizes and, and, and biteable sizes, sizes that you can take, you can take in and get, get, you know, get going, get to the accomplishment. Um, it seems like a big endeavor, but it's really not as big as, as we all make it out to be. And to your point, um, the cost wise, I, I, I think a lot of us are, are very wasteful, right? We, when we talk about these bags and these shoes and, you know, vacations and maybe even a type of car, if you are willing to, to sacrifice on some of those, if, if, if money is, is the thought process where it's the barrier, if you were willing to sacrifice on some of those things that can get you that apartment in Miami or in the Bahamas or wherever it is that you want to go or whatever it is that you want to do. But you, you know, you have to sacrifice. There's always some sacrifice in some way, form or fashion. Right. I, I went with two bags. There was a lot of things I didn't have with me, but you know what? I made it work. It wasn't a big deal. And then whatever I needed, I could figure out how to, how to get what I needed. But you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of sacrifice on the front end for the, the, the big happiness on the back end. Right. All right, so you said a lot. I took notes. I take notes when everybody talks. She's so brilliant. Y'all better be taking notes. Y'all better get all that right there. All that. Okay, so um, the law of sacrifice. The law of sacrifice is when you let go of something of a lower nature to receive something of a higher nature. That's a law. So my apartment in D.C. was actually more expensive than the condo I live here on the beach. But this is the thing. She said, I got in my car and I just moved. Ludicrous say, when I move, you move. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to feel like you have enough. You're never going to feel like you are enough. You're never going to feel. And this is the thing what people do, Regary. Had you called your friends before you got in the car, you would still be in your apartment right now because they'd be like, girl. You know, I'm on my way. I'll be in your house in two days. What? You know, it's okay. I got you. But had you called and asked, you know, your top three for permission, which is what people do, what, what would they have done to you? Uh, what day you come in? What time? Uh, well, maybe next week they, they're putting you on a schedule, but you got to be prepared to deal with, with their schedule or not. So I was prepared to, to get a hotel room. Like no one had to offer me a place, but I just have such a wonderful, I'm so blessed with my community that a lot of people did offer me a lot of help along the way. However, if that wasn't an opportunity, I 
I was going to shove out those ducats for a hotel room. Yeah, because here's the thing, right? Like you had money. I'm I'm cool if you let me stay, but my coming is not based on you allowing me to stay with you. That's the thing. Does that make yeah. sense? I don't need. I like you. <laughs> but I don't. I'm not going to. And this is the thing. People put barriers in front of them. Like you're a queen at work. You're a boss at work. And then when it comes to making a decision for yourself, I put this in a post a couple weeks ago. It's almost like you're a three-year-old on a tricycle and you hit a rock. It's over. Like you hit the first bump. You hit that first rock. And, and then you'll be like, oh, well, they, my friends will let me stay with them because you didn't know where you were going anyway. But when you move, Providence will show up when you take the first step. Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. He was like, no, I'm on one day, y'all. I'm on one. <laughs> Jesus didn't heal people until they demonstrated their faith first. He said, stretch out your hand. The man had to stretch his hand out before he healed him. He said, pick up your bed and walk. Like people have to demonstrate their first be their faith first before what you ask for shows up or what you desire shows up. I'm screaming now. Why am I yelling, Regary? Calm me down. Well, I can't. Ain't nobody do know with you. <laughs> Why am I yelling? Um, we are mighty and powerful for everybody else. But when it comes to making a decision for ourselves, we let the first small rock stop us and then blame other people for why we can't move forward. Right. Absolutely. So I'm yelling because I'm passionate about women getting out of their own way and stop living these measly, miserable lives and blaming other people, but out buying five flat screens. But they won't put that same money into healing what's ailing them. And here's the thing. Women move miracles. We're miracle workers. Right. If, if your child was trying to get 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 across the country and you had minimal money, you will figure out how to get that child across the country. But if you had to figure it out for yourself, then there's all these barriers of what if or well, how I'm gonna do. You don't you don't think about that when it's a dire need for someone else, right? But for yourself, somehow we, we put these barriers in front of ourselves. So we have to show up for ourselves as well as show up for others, right? Yeah, so let's talk about let's talk about work right quick. Um how how did after after doing the work right and 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 reconcile reconciling some of the books for your past how did that how did that change how you showed up at work and then we're going to talk about your personal life how did that change for you um i think it was more mind over matter right so once once i realized my mindset was probably my trigger for the things that i would i was you know feeling feeling burdened for by at work once i shifted my mindset some of those things no longer no longer bother me anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. there, there were there were specific things that I thought might have been going on, and sometimes you know you think something's going on, you can't quite put your finger on it, mm -hmm. or you're just having a challenge and you just don't know why. But once I realized, like, you know what, I, this is this is this is my I am creating this situation and I'm in control mm -hmm. of it, and I I can make it be I can make it be what I want it to be. So if I want to go in and be miserable by what somebody says, that's what it's going to be. But if I wanted to roll down my shoulder and keep it moving, then that's what it's going to be too. So, you know, whatever you think you can is what you can. Whether you think you can or you can't, you can, right? 
So I, you know, my mind shifting my mindset allowed me to deal with the things that were going on work with work a lot easier. It, it mm-hmm. was not a problem. I was making it a bigger problem than it was mm-hmm. because my mindset was so cluttered with all these other things. Oh, I ain't put myself on mute. I'm clapping in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was in the background clapping. I'm making all kind of noise. She said, I'm creating the situation. That was good. If y'all didn't write that down. I'm creating the situation. And if you understand I'm creating it, you have the power to control the outcome. So many women are victims of circumstance. So you're showing up to work with all the noise in your head. They're just creating more noise. But once you start to silence and 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 reconcile the books and heal some things that are going on and do active work, because this ain't passive work. If your habit is checking your phone before you get out of bed, now you said I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm feeling behind before you even hit the floor. You're going to have a miserable day. Now you show up work clean or somebody say something, you'd be like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) What used to set you off, right? Piss you off. You talk about it at lunch. You have a honeymoon at two o'clock to soothe the soul of of whatever pain somebody created for you. Now you'd be like this, all right. And they're like, because they're expecting rage. Does that make sense? Or passive aggressiveness or heat that come off of people know at work whether or not you like them. They you be like this, yeah. I I <laughs> and now you're like this, okay. And they're like, I like her. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. what happened? So so talk a little bit about um how it changed in your personal life, like how you feel personally, because these are it's the same thing, but you're the same person now navigating both arenas. A barrier is a barrier, no matter if it's personal at work or, you know, with your with your loved ones, it's a barrier. And once you start to pull those barriers down, that frees up your space, right? When you start to move things out of your way, now you can move a little easier. You can see what's in, head, uh, what's in front of you a lot, a lot brighter. And so in my personal life, I think, changing my mindset like uh, Chrissy you you heard all my revelations during during the course like I was in a new city I didn't know anybody um but I was you know I was getting out navigating just trying to find my way and I found myself in circles that I I I couldn't have dreamed of like if I had if I had crafted the 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 perfect 007 uh plan to get there I probably wouldn't have gotten there um, in the state that I was in before I started Christie's course. But once I started to move, move, remove these barriers, all those things that I was desiring, they were just coming to me. Like it was nothing I did special. It was just like placement. And then also mental minds. I keep going back to this mindset, but I felt, I felt, I felt clean, clearer. I felt happier. Um, when I go out and I'm, I'm talking to people, I'm presenting myself in a different kind of way that sometimes we don't know how we're, how we're coming across. And I think those were those those openings, feeling more happy, created openings and, and more welcomeness that I was offering across like things that were showing up on my face. But it was it's just like in my personal life, it just started to tear those walls down and open up better avenues for me. All right, all right. So let's talk about let's talk about that, right? Cause we think that doors are closed but the doors open when you're open. We talk about doors being locked on us, but the doors are locked when you locked up. So none of your 
your internal circumstances changed and then it got reflected in your external. Like you did the work to clean up inside and it's, and it's work. Now it's not easy, but it's worth it. And the hardest part is how long are you going to hold on to what's no longer serving you? That's, that's just the hardest part. So when I talk about being, you know, crazy for four years, I could have been done in, in eight weeks. I love being angry. That's a part of who I am. You'd be like, how's that serving you? Well, it's not no more. All right, fine. Fine, God, take it. <laughs> I ain't cussing people out when they make me mad. God be like this. That's not going to work for you on this next level. I can't put you on stage and have you blacking out on folk. What you going to do now? Fine, take that too. Uh, now nah, I just cuss them out on camera behind the scenes. Anyway, I'm just playing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so let's talk about, let's talk about, um, you know, what are your beliefs around the imposter syndrome? And then, and then I want you to talk about executive presence because we're taught people are taking these executive presence classes and it's teaching you to act like other people, right? Executive presence, they're teaching you how to be acceptable to other people by mimicking and mirroring other people, but that's not who you are. Once you showed up, Regaria, as Regaria, people are like, I like you finally because you like yourself. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts around that? Because I can't, like, I always, uh, uh, you know, I'm the loudest, but I, but I tell people I produce fruit that's just like me. We're, that's my goal in the world. I got to produce enough women so we can start to create a new narrative around the lies that we've been told that's holding us hostage and not allowing us to live the life that we desire. So what's your thoughts around that, Regaria? It goes back to what I said earlier. Everything you need is inside of you. And for some of us, it's literally just stopping and reflecting on what we did, what we've done in our past. For me, one of the one of the, the biggest things like I don't I don't I don't I don't subscribe to imposter syndrome. It's to me it's one of those terms that we a newly term that we put out there and everybody like, "Yeah, I do have that." It's believing in yourself. And sometimes it's a matter of just going back and like I said, reflecting on what you've done. For me, it was going back, rewriting my resume and like, man, I did that. I did that. And I did that too. Like just owning, owning what you, what you've done, owning what you have, owning who you are. Right. And don't listen to the noise. People are always going to try to downplay you, especially if they want what you have or want to get where you are or want to push you down so they can take your spot. So why are we allowing somebody else to tell me, why am I allowing you to tell me about me? I know what I've done. And, and when God gives you a plan or gives you a, a premonition to do something, me bouncing it off Christy don't mean nothing. God gave it to me, not Christy. So what Christy says doesn't really matter, right? And that's where we have to, as women, stop listening to and comparing ourselves to everybody else. We're all unique beings and we all have our, our value and our passions and our power. And we have to walk in our queendom. We have to own, we have to own that. So that imposter syndrome, I, I think I think we should scrap that word. Just like we scrapped a lot of words, that's one of those words that we need to scrap. Because I, I don't think we need one one additional barrier for women to say, oh, yeah, I have that too. You you are a queen. Walk in your queendom. Ooh, go again. Y'all saw Gary sat up in that chat. I'm just saying, man. For us women, it's so hard. You gotta look this way. You gotta talk this way. You gotta do. You gotta be like this. And that's that. None of that is true. Be who you are. 
own who you are. Last night I was watching um, a documentary on Richard Pryor and same thing. He went through this whole thing and them telling him who he could be and how he had to be. And when he said, you know what? I am Richard all day long. And this is what you get. What you see is what you get. That's when that man came into his own. Like he was made, he was one of the richest black men in, in, in the entertainment industry. We have to own our space and don't let somebody tell us where we supposed to sit or how we supposed to look or what we supposed to do or how we supposed to lie. <clears throat> so I'm going to say something completely. Since we all top it, Regarry, we counted that. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm so bothered by the new beauty standards for sisters. Like we got eyelashes. We got snatched waist trainers, waist that are this big, dry freaking eyebrows, uh, you know, our eyebrows on. And then we got these wigs. Like, who told us we weren't beautiful, natural? We got nails. Like, that's money that you could be using to get a condo in the Bahamas. <laughs> Don't tell me you ain't got no money when you got on $10,000 worth of accessories monthly, right? Who told us that we weren't beautiful? You said it. Why am I letting you tell me about me? So we let people tell us that we're devalued and don't have any value in articles before we even get to work. Then you show up at work saying, tell me I'm valuable. And they like, please. <laughs> nope. And you're like, but 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 am I valuable? And they're like, no. Nah. And, and then you feel devalued and you never ask for it. So we're caught in this vicious cycle, this vicious cycle because we're waiting for everybody to validate us and value us. And we're not doing it for ourselves. People are just reflecting what you believe to be true about yourself. And you're never going to meet the standards somebody else set for you. Never. You know, you, it's a moving goalpost. You'll never find that. You, you set your own standard and you match that. And then you surpass that. So what, what, what insight, um, you know, do you have for people? Because we do group, right? And, you know, there's no one of seven women in a group. And I don't talk to everybody because I'm not for everybody, which everybody knows. If y'all don't know that now, Chris Rutherford ain't for everybody. It's cool, though. Um, but people think that, you know, oh, Chrissy, well, I just want to do you, you know, I just want to talk to you one-on-one. And I'm like, no, we have a group. We have a, we have a recipe. What, what was surprising to you about the group? Uh, of women that you joined along this journey? Um, I'll start off by saying I'm a very private person. So I'm, I'm the one to come in and look around first and then decide if I want to interact. But in this group, one, you see all these mirrors of yourself. So some everything that in, in a group of seven women, every woman will say something that resonates with you. And that's where I think it helps where you recognize like, wow, this is this is not just a regaria problem or this is not just a me problem. This is something we're all struggling with. And working in a group allows you to have, allows you to get a, 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 lot, a lot larger um, impact on, on what you're going after. Because you, you're learning from each other. There's somebody that will say something that you didn't even think of it in that term, but it resonates better. If it's one-to-one, -one, all I get is what Christy what Chrissy is saying to me, and she's probably just bouncing off what I just said because she's the coach. But when you got other women in a group that are also struggling with various things or something that you may not even realize that you might be struggling with, but they bring it up and you're like, you know, I didn't think of it that way, but absolutely. So the ability to learn from others is huge. 
Uh, secondly, when you go through the fire with the group, that's your that's your core group, right? Any of these women I I see again and they see my my name, we're jumping in. We're we're right there. We're we're your we're we're the soul sisters, all there together. And so creating a tribe that you can have that you can follow up with, even once the once the the course is over, you I still have these people in my life that I know that I can reach out to if I got a problem or if I just want to talk through something or just like celebrate a win. Sometimes you don't it, like when I talked earlier. When you when you're launching to that next level, some of your your core circle isn't with you. So now you need a new circle. And so some of these women that I I've met in this group, they're my new circle. If I if I want to celebrate a win and I don't know who to go to, I can pick up the phone. We have a group text. We, we group texting every each other. And so it it just creates a community of women that are similar to you, right? And then also as you're launching to that next level, it can be lonely at the top. And so all these are high achieving women. So not only did you get healed in the process? Now you have a community that backs you up and you all might end up working for each other, supporting each other on each other boards. It's just, it's, it's, it's endless opportunity. So to go to that next level, you need to create your next, your, your tribe, your mastermind group. So here's the thing, right? What, what I love about it is we high achieving women. We beat ourselves up. One, we the most paranoid because they after us, they, we, we know it. You're like, they, go ahead and slip and fall and slip on a rock. Oh, it's over. They're going to take your job. In our minds, we're going to lose it all. And the whole queendom is going to fall down all at the same time. And we judge ourselves and beat ourselves up the most because we we're, we have to be perfect. And everybody respects us. And we're on this mantle. And we can't fail, right? So that's a universal problem that high-achieving women have, the small group. Once you see that you're not the only one that suffers from this stuff, you'd be like, oh my God, I'm not by myself. I thought I was. I self-destructed in my head first. Then my body fell apart because I thought that I was by myself and I'm holding it in and it's not healthy to hold it all in. So after I fell apart and then I started talking to other women, I'm like, wait, you got the same problem as me? Wait, you in South Africa. How you got the same problems I got over here in the U.S.? Wait, you in okay. France? <laughs> you know, you in Taiwan? How? How you got the same, you from Germany, how you have the same exact problem. So I'm not talking to everybody. I'm talking to a small select group of women because we're going to kill it and we're going to crush the world, but we crazy and we can't tell nobody. <laughs> and uh, and it's not, you know, crazy is all relative, right? But we we're suffering in our success and nobody cares because we're successful. And so to be able to unpack it and now be a part of a group of healed women. I said, when have you ever seen a group, been in a room with a bunch of power women where it's all love in the room? Ain't nobody bumping chests. We're not talking about, you know, I am so-and-so who's the VP. Da, da, da. We don't care. It's all love in the room. And that's, that's my goal to create this community where, you know, we're healthy and we're healed and we're whole and we could just be human as opposed to being, you know, our position when we show up in the room. So one last question, Regeria. Uh, two last questions, because this was about living remote, uh, uh, you know, living in your dream location. What has, I would say your journey, I think it's been about six months. What is, what is, what has it taught you about, you know, just about life, life in general? I just want you to give the overall, like where you are right now in life. I think I think it's taught me um, the manifestation. So creating a level of happiness and then manifesting what comes next 
it's it sounds it sounds very cloudy it sounds very uh supernatural but like getting getting to a happy place will attract more happiness it's like laws of attraction right um when i got to miami i was super happy like I, it was the sun it was sunshine i could go outside um it was a covid environment so i wasn't really doing a lot of interacting with people but just being near the water that that's my happy place but then it started to attract more and more happiness so it manifests all the things that i was thinking of in my mind or thinking i wanted to have those things just started to come to me so i think overall all my life is recognizing like trying to get to that happy place first and then once you get to that happy place everything else around you starts to to look the same so you're attracting more of that into your life when you're when you're in the dark you attract more dark so you're trying to whatever it is that you you're after whatever it is you you're, you're trying to succeed at i think getting in a in a good good spot a good place a happy place and an inner reflection and then manifesting what else that you want to add on to that all right. That's good. That's good. Okay. One last question. What advice do you have for women who think that, you know, Chrissy a little special, right? I'm a little special. I ain't real special. Okay. I'm real special. But what, what advice do you have for women who, who say, you know what, I want to be different and I think I want to work with Christy, but I'm not sure. What, what advice do you have for people who are teetering on the edge? Um, I think, I think, I think you have to ask yourself, why aren't you sure? Um, what 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 you know, investing yourself is is the best investment you'll ever have and so if it's if it's a money thing who's more worth it than you are um and then if you're if you're on a on the fence of like you know should i is christy the one or is she for me what's your alternative i think you have to go around and see what else uh, what else is out there but but if you're attracted to christy there's something there that i think probably is already working for you um so i think it's one investing in yourself Two, how much more time do you have to waste? Like how 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 much longer are you gonna spend on this circle? Cause that's that's a little bit of a level of per, procrastination. So how much time do you how much more time are you gonna you gonna spend trying to figure this out? And then three, what is it, what is your pause? Like what are is it fear? And so now you gotta figure out how do I get over that hurdle? And that's part of that is wrapped back into like this is why I would work with a Christy. All right, Regaria, thank you so much for joining us dropping all these bombs i got two pages of notes um thank you for showing up and and being authentic sharing your story sharing your advice and really you know giving women the insight that they have the power to change their lives just get in your car and start driving <laughs> God, you're laying somewhere like and and if you didn't land somewhere you got somewhere to go back to yeah. but just get in your car and I love your story because it's like, I just got in my car, I'm gonna find it. And when you, you went all the way to Miami, it was like this, this is it right here. <laughs> is it? That's a long way. I'm thinking about the map, be like, oh my God. But that's- but I stopped along the way. I stopped in many cities along the way. And it was, I was, I was like, I was like, the, you know, Little Red Riding Hood. Like I tried this one, nope, this one didn't work. But when I got to where I needed to be, I, I knew, I knew what it was when I got there, right? So to that point is, you know what you're looking for, you may not be able to call it out, but once you get there, you know it's you know that's it. All right. This uh somebody said, what advice do you have for someone who wants to go into the remote workspace as a job seeker from West from West Africa? 
I got some advice for you. Do you have some advice for Gary? What you got for? What's your advice for someone who wants to go into the remote workspace? I don't know what you mean, go into the remote workspace. Like, are you already working remote? I guess, is that? I think she probably works for somebody in an office and now she wants to go remote. Um, I, I would, I would, I mean, at this point, we, we've been operating in an environment where most people have not been in an office, right? And so if you can do your job remotely, you can prove that you can do your job remotely and it doesn't change the quality or the performance of your work. Mm -hmm. I, I think you can make a case for that. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think it's a matter of making a case for what you, assuming that you had already been working remote, like, you know, showing, showing your value, whether you're in the office or not, it's the same. It doesn't change. So she, she sent a clarifying question and she says from West Africa, but here's the thing. My answer is the same. So women who learn how to break through self-limited beliefs, we believe that anything is possible. <laughs> like you're, we're not going to say, girl, you from West Africa is not going to work. No, it works. If you work it, it doesn't matter where you're from. The world has gone global. Why have you taken on the limitations of your current environment? The world is global. You're adopting the limitations and eliminating beliefs. You're putting the barrier there, the small rock to say, well, I'm in West Africa. It can't work. Yeah, you've already answered the question before you asked the question. Sounds like. She put the barrier in the question. So we're going to end. So I think that I, I, I want to, Regaria talked about the law of attraction. She moved and found where she wanted to be. Make a move and then allow God to show up while you're moving. Don't be waiting on God to, to send a leprechaun to your house and knock on the door. And, and look, Regary, the, the pot of gold is heavy. They be like, oh my God, it's too heavy. I can't bring it in the house. Can you? <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know that gold was like 500 pounds. You know, I can't carry this in the house. No, I gotta leave it outside. The leprechaun came and knocked on my door and left all the gold outside. It's getting rained on. You know, I can't carry no gold. What am I doing with this real gold? Where am I if you're going to sell it? I can't even melt it down to make gold chains. I can't find a gold buyer. I don't know. Like, that's what they do. This is insane. Rich, rich people problems. Rich people problems. <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, y'all can join us at... Uh, Change now with Chrissy.com to get my free case study, or you can join us in Total Fulfillment with Chrissy, which is launched on Wednesday. So, this is the private community, uh, Total Fulfillment, tfwchristy.com. We would love to host you there. And and it's just, it's videos for the, I've been building this thing for eight years, Regaria. Actually, I've been failing at it for eight years we're gonna get this thing right one time and now it's already like right i don't feel like it's a failure i've i've, I've achieved i succeeded yeah no oh it's, oh it's game on now because now i finally figured it out but i never <laughs> but this is the thing right and we promise you we won't get off i launched i've launched this thing eight different times but i wasn't ready to be able to receive it so but i never stopped that i never gave up so now we've launched it. I got more people in the beginning than I got like in the whole time that I was running it, you know, in the past couple of days, you'd be like, okay, we finally, it's right. It's now the right time. So just because ladies um, and gentlemen, something big doesn't work for you in the moment, it doesn't mean that is not right for you. It may just be the moment or how you're doing it isn't right. 
But if you just keep moving, Regary didn't stop in the one town and say, oh, this one town doesn't feel good. I'm going to go back to cold Michigan in the wintertime. She said, well, I'm going to keep driving. And then she went to the next place. She was like, yeah, this ain't it. Most people would have turned around after the second and third location. Regary. He was like this, I'm going to keep on driving because I know, right? I know it's out there if I just don't stop. Yeah, I had some thoughts in my head of how it all play out, and it did not play out like that. But I was willing to work with whatever I was was given to me, and I, I made it work. That's that's you know I got to where I wanted to be. So and I and I you said you've launched this thing eight separate times. I think it's refining. Mm -hmm. you, you you know anything you do the first time is not going to be great. The first basketball shot that Michael Jordan shot was not great, but over time just kept we kept refining his his craft and his skill. And he got better, right? And that's for all of us, whatever it is. You on mute. Here we go. All right, y'all. We're out. Don't hang up, Regaria. Y'all take care. Have a great weekend. Stop spending your money if you're crazy. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting change now, all one word. Again, change now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.